Happy Father's Day, dads. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody pumped up today about Father's Day? <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for letting us know we exist. Amen. And since it's Father's Day, I thought that uh, the Lord put the, the, the thought in my spirit to talk about being about our Father's business. Amen. And uh, it goes a little bit more than what we just saw in the video, but I like that video. A little boy comes out when I see stuff like that, and I can't help but say amen <clears throat> under my breath. Amen. So good to be with you today. Being about our Father's business makes all the difference in the world. Let me, let me say it this way. Jesus can do anything. Everybody agree? That being said, he could woo a crowd if he wanted to with his ability to sing. But he didn't promote himself as a solo artist. He didn't promote himself as a rock star. He didn't promote himself as an athlete. Come on, come on, y'all catching on yet? He didn't need the accolades of the world to affirm him. He was God in flesh. He was after something else, and he his focus was something else. Now, I have to admit, since I, you know, growing up, there was attractions in this world that kept pulling. Amen. It was attractive. It was something I, I want to do that. That's what I want to be. And, and the Lord allows that. Did y'all know that? He allows us to be pulled on with the things around us because it has a sense of pleasure that will fulfill in the moment, won't it? But at the end of the day, if I don't have him in me, if I'm not remaining in him, then he can't remain in me. He wants to be in me, in my life, more than I want him. That encourages me, y'all, because if you ask me point blank, do you want Jesus? Absolutely, and I'll give you a list of reasons why I want him and why I need him. But he wants to be in me more than I want him to be in me. And so this thing about receiving God is not on God, it's on me. And I need more of Jesus. And I expect today, I have an expectancy because of him, that he's going to help me get more of him. Amen. And it's a simple and light method. It's not hard and burdensome. At New Life Fellowship, we always make reference to the spirit fire experience that empowers us, always. Because if you start the race well, you've got the potential of finishing it. If you don't start well, you're not going to stay in the race. And you can start well and then be hindered. Did you know that? Because of the pull around us in the world. All that's in the world, remember, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, that's all that's in, that's the world. And you can always tell that the world has its influence in me because I produce that. Amen. Or I produce the fruit of the nature and character or attitude, the attitudes of God. Even It's either or. It's no middle ground. So in talking about our Father's business and it being Father's Day, amen, to be effective with our Father's business, one must know where they are, and two, where their brother or sister is. God asked the question in the beginning to Adam when Adam made a bad decision. Anybody made bad decisions? The choice is huge. That's where, the, that's where receiving God is at, is in our choice. And God said to Adam, where are you, Adam? And after Adam is now out of the garden... God asked another question to Adam, Adam's son. Where is your brother? 
Is that true? So knowing where I am and knowing where my brother is is important to my father. Would you agree? Now, if I can know where I am, then I have the potential of knowing where my brother is. And God can be glorified. Would you agree on that? So choice comes into play. And it's important for us to know today, based on what Daddy's telling me, amen, I'm letting you know this because you're powerful. You have the ability to hear. And and like, like Jesus said, remain in me and I will remain in you. That's his promise. I will do that. Now, he's not going to make us think like him. I must choose to think like him. As I told the life changers, think on those things which are true, just, honest, pure, and of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these. Choose whom you will serve today. Choose. Uh, Did you know that Joshua, when he challenged Israel, he said, look, choose who you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Did he make any bad choices after that? Yes, he did. This message is to give you encouragement today to bring hope to your spirit. Every one of us make bad decisions. Every one of us drop the ball, so to speak. We fail the test. And the Lord is not bothered by that one bit. Why wouldn't he be bothered by that? My brother Wendell, if you hadn't met him, you're, you're going to be enjoying him in the near future. He, uh, he told me about 20 years ago, he said, man, I was praying. The Lord showed me. He said, where light and darkness come together, he said, son, that's where I'm making you because there's a friction there. There's, 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 there's stuff going on where they meet that's important for you to be made. And he's sharing what God's showing him to not like, man, that's hitting my inner DNA in the spirit. Yeah, that's right. I don't like it, but it's right. <laughs> and the Lord began to talk to me more about that. See, we need one another to say what daddy's saying. I need you to know where you are so that you'll know where I'm at. I'm going to say that one more time. I need you to know where you are in the spirit so that you can know where I'm at, amen, and inspire me to be better for our Father. Would that be a true statement? And so choices are made, and the Lord is okay with whatever choice you make. Now, keep in mind, everybody in our religious way of thinking, no, you need to do what's right, and I know what's right. And If you got a problem making the right choice, get with me, I'll help you. I know I've had to deal with that too. I want to encourage you. I can't make you and I can't reveal anything to you. Now, I used to think I could until the Lord delivered me from that lie. Only the Lord can build his house. Dwayne can't build daddy's house. And daddy, I can't build and make any one of you. Only he can finish what he started in you. Now, he'll use me if I'll know where I'm at. He'll talk to me about where I'm at so that I can be effective in serving what he's in love with, his treasure, you. And I can just encourage you by what daddy's doing in my life. And I can do that because we come together and we agree together. And I know where you are now. And when you're down, I'll pick you up, encourage you, help you shake it off. Let's try again. Amen. It's not over. A righteous man or woman can fall seven times, but they'll rise. Make it to eight new beginnings. Let's do something now. Hello. And the enemy wants to beat us up when we fall one time and make us say, make us think it's not possible for you to ever be accepted 
amen, and make you just live in a world of shame and guilt and frustration and anxiety, and the list goes on. Depression, can't even sleep. Because he's so convincing that we're so rotten and we're so unlovable and we'll never make it. And that the way of a transgressor is hard, isn't it? Because I can tell you every time I've made the wrong choice, it bit me. It drug me down and body slammed me. It helped me get humble. Amen. It's something about humility is the right kind of pliability. That's not a word, but it works. It makes us pliable to daddy's. Daddy loves his kids. He loves the one that stays home and the one that leaves and becomes a prodigal. Matter of fact, it looks like the one that becomes a prodigal gets a revelation quicker than the one that stays home. And if you make your bed in hell, he says, I'm there. Is it not? And if you find yourself in the pig's pen, stinky place, food don't taste good there. But the prodigals came to his senses. Boy, I had it better at daddy's house. Being about father's business. I'm sure the older brother, after he realized that judging his younger brother wasn't the way to go, that he finally got a revelation of the fatted calf. That's Christianese to y'all, but... Man, the older brother could have had a party anytime he wanted it. He just didn't know he could have a party anytime he wanted it. I'm talking to somebody here. You could have had a blast before now. But it's amazing how we let our ministry, our service, our sacrifice, our diligence to work for God be the power we work by, and God won't work with that. Your idea of ministry, our idea of sacrifice, our idea of being diligent for the Lord is not the empowerment of God to us. It's a trick of the devil. And so God always intended for us to get a message of how much he loved us. And he is working diligently with focus and he won't quit because he wants you to get a message of how much he loves you. Amen. Let me, let me give you. He gave me an in, insight on the two thieves hanging on the cross. I want to read some scriptures, but it don't feel like I'm going to get to. Mm. It's in the Bible, by the way. There's three things that validate that we are and confirm that we are about our Father's business. That's important for all of us. And, and Jesus gives the, the three things, and he's, he wonderfully does that. And, and the first thing is persistence. That's the first thing. It's important for you to be about dad's business. You become persistent about it. Amen. He said, now, if someone comes to your house, he says, and you don't have nothing from the eat, have you ever been around someone that needed some help? They needed encouragement. They needed a big hug. They needed to be picked up. And you didn't have what you needed. He said, you're going to go where you know your friend is. Who's our friend? And you're going to knock on the door. Because you know your friend's got something that's going to make a difference for someone that you know needs help. I'm talking about taking care of daddy's business. He said, you're going to be persistent. If they don't get up quickly enough, you're going to bang on the door and you're going to get a little bit more emotional about it. And, And because of your persistence, he said, the door will open and you'll get everything you need. 
me say it like this, y'all. <laughs> this, this, I'm being transparent with y'all. Personally, I need some stuff. Let me say it like this, because, and Lord, as soon as you give me what I want, I can help you. Now, if you, if you read my demeanor, my motive is not right. Is motive important? Is attitude everything? Can our attitude be out of balance and we be saying something that might be true, but because motive is not right and not pure, we don't have his heart. We have another one's heart. Have I ever done that before? I've been, I've been influenced by religious lies too. I put on the Jesus mask too. I've been working, sacrificing, diligently for Jesus, I thought. And uh, he let me go down because that was a choice. He was okay with the choice. And I'm wondering why I am having so much pushback, why things ain't happening. And uh, I'm beginning to think, well, this is hard. Uh, this ain't fair. And the, and, and the enemy's loving it. And so I've come to realize over time that to remain in him so that he can remain in me, I need his mind. And I can't have his mind apart from his body. It's long ranger Christianity don't work. Me and Jesus, we got our own thing going. Remember that that didn't come from Jesus. Remember that. Don't forget that because the enemy is going to convince you that you and Jesus have got it all together and everybody else is going to hell in a handbasket. He's good at that. I'm smart. Well, if you think you're smart, go ask the Lord about it with a humble attitude and you'll find out. Yeah, you're treasure and you're powerful, but without him you can do So I don't know what you think smart is. So oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't have him in me unless I know where I am. Amen? And so stepping into him means that I am going to seek him over everything. He is first. He's my all. He's the breath I breathe. And I've determined that I'm not leaving from this posture until I have totally got my whole heart towards him. And, and let me say, the way you know that your heart is his heart is all of a sudden everybody starts looking better. I didn't like you just a moment ago, but now I kind of like you. Are y'all tracking? It's going to help us today. You can know that the moment that you're bothered by someone, it don't matter who they are. It don't matter. They'd be politically different than you. Pastor, why you got to go meddling now like that? Yeah, it don't matter what it is. The moment you're, you're turned off by anybody, that God loves, you mean he actually loves that, that person? When you get his heart, you'll find out. When you catch his presence and you let him come in and take over his house, all of a sudden, everybody starts looking so beautiful and so wonderful and so precious and so valid and so much like their daddy, even if they're not acting like their daddy, or they're more acting like the daddy, daddy of the devil. How far did Jesus go to get us out of the ditch? Think about that for a minute. Now, this is the revelation he gave me of the two thieves, and this is how he talked to me, y'all. 
And you know when Daddy talks to me, I'm going to have to really hold my because I get to crying. <laughs> he wanted me to consider the two thieves that he hung in between. He said, now, which one are you? And I was very silent when I heard that in my spirit. Which one are you? And I began to reflect and open my spirit up more. And he said, he said, your biological father, Adam, when I put him together in the garden, the thief came in to steal, kill, and destroy. And Adam bought into it. And Adam made a choice to take on the nature of a thief. Yes. And all of us that have been born of our mother's womb in humanity, we're all kin. And we all carry that Adamic nature, the thief. Just pause for effect a minute so you can catch that. The only way that we can be delivered of that dynamic is Jesus. And giving him our heart is critical. My motive might be, well, Lord, I'm giving you my heart so I can work hard for you. Well, that ain't, that ain't no. Lord, I've been working hard for you, and I found out I need more of you, so give me more of you so I can work harder for you. Nope. Y'all tracking yet? He don't need you to work for him. He don't need me and you to work for him. Well, pastor, faith without works is dead. Oh, you got it. Faith without works is He needs you to have an ear to hear what the Spirit's saying so that he can continue to invite you up from one glory to the next, being changed into his image from glory to to glory as by the Spirit. Now, I found out if you get the Spirit, that the truth now has something to ride on. But if you ain't got Daddy's Spirit, you can quote the Bible all day long. You're nothing still but a thief that's doing the devil's bidding. That's what the Lord told me. He says, son, don't, don't take the letter that I gave to men that were moved on by my spirit to write. Don't take that letter and support your own motives and your own idea of what who I am. No, I need you to let me be the head. You be a member of my body. Quit trying to prove to anybody you know anything. If you have fellowship with me, they'll find out you know me. And if they ever find out you know me, they're going to want some of me too. Isn't that pretty simple and light? So choices are huge, aren't they? And the Lord's okay if you make a bad decision because he knows sooner or later you'll get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And after the repercussions that come with bad decisions, which are called curses, trouble on every side, stupid, and the list goes on, that you'll finally say, okay, I keep making this decision thinking this. You go, obviously, I'm missing the mark. Will you help me? And you do that with a spirit of humility. I need you now. And you lay it all down, your idea of religion, your idea of whatever looks good in the world from your lens. You lay all that stuff down. You don't know nothing. You become empty of the idea that you have any clue of who God is. Get it out and become a sponge. And when you get there, instead of thinking about what's good and evil, right and wrong, and, you know, if they'd elect me, this nation would change, stop it. Clean it. Get it out. Lay it all down. He'll come to his house. And when he has access to me and I'm able to let him be king of his kingdom within me, anything can happen now. An affirmation from the world 
the influence of the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life has lost its attraction. And now, all of a sudden, I didn't like you here a few moments ago, but all of a sudden I want to be kind to you. And I'm going to choose to be kind. I'm going to choose to prefer you. Why am I doing this? I've never done this before. I never liked you before to now. But I like what I'm feeling. I like what it's doing. I'm, I'm like, oh, my goodness, she looks like my sister. She looks like my daddy. And then next thing you know, we're having a conversation about what daddy's saying. And in the meanwhile, while I'm allowing him to have access to his house, I'm tending to his business. He takes care of my, my business. Is anybody worried about how you're going to put food on the table? How are you going to keep the lights on? And how are you going to pay the rent? And you know, the car needs fixing and grass needs to be cut and you need a better job. And does that come to your mind a lot? Because if it does, daddy don't have access to his house yet. And the enemy loves it because he'll wear you out trying to keep things up and keep things in order. And all the while, you, you get offended with everybody in your path because they're getting in the way. Is that true? People. My goodness, I don't like people. And so, as he's working on me about these two thieves, and I found out that I need, to, I need to answer the question, which one am I? Why is he asking me to find out which one am I? Because he, So I can find out where I'm at. I need to know where I am. And what a beautiful story he showed me. Because the first thief that talked to him was very ugly to Jesus and said, if you're God, save yourself and us too. He had bad motives, didn't he? And the Lord let me know, have you ever done that before, son? Well, I didn't do it that bad. But I did say, Lord, I mean, I've been working for you, and why, am I, why is this all going on? What's this happening for? Why's this going on, and why's that going on? If, if you love me so much, like you say you do, then why, why, why? Wah, wah, wah. Pray for me, y'all. Did the Lord respond to him? Didn't say anything. And he spoke strictly to Jesus, and Jesus did not respond. Anybody I felt like the Lord had been silent before? Pastor, don't say. The Lord's talking. He just wants to know who has an ear. That thief didn't have an ear. But the other thief, watching Jesus, the Lord began to talk to me and said, oh, he got a revelation of who I was while he was hanging on the cross. He saw me hanging there and found out who I was. And I didn't say a word. I'm just demonstrating who I am. And this thief on the other side said to his brother, I know where you are. <laughs> because he knew who was hanging in between him and his other thief friend. He found out who, where he was. He told his brother, he said, hey, 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 how can you do that? We deserve what we're getting. We're supposed to be up here. This, this is the recompense for what we did because we made a bad decision. He said, this man, he ain't done anything wrong. What you railing on him for? And then he says, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, he knew he's going somewhere. He's on a journey. It's awesome. And Jesus turns to him and responds, today. Anybody need today? Anybody need Jesus today? 
It's all about attitude. Today, you will be with me. He didn't say that to the other guy. He wanted to. I'm just telling you, Jesus wanted to pull him out of the lie that had him captive. Jesus was after him too, just as much as the one he responded to. Is this helping somebody? So attitude is everything. The Beatitudes is what Jesus revealed and the message of all messages right up front. Blessed, 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 blessed. And you can't step into those without God. You can't achieve one Beatitude without the empowerment of his spirit. You can't even figure that beatitude out unless his spirit is present so that the truth of that beatitude begin to ring true through you because it reveals him. Now, if y'all hadn't read in the Bible, it's in the Bible in the book of Revelation chapter 3, the church of Laodicea. I'm going to share something with you that my pastor impacted me with a long time ago when I was a puppy. Every church, the Lord was looking for something. Of the seven churches of Asia, he was looking for something. He wanted their hearts. The first church left their first love. And and Jesus addresses the ministry or the angel of that church and says, go back and do your first works or you're leaving me no choice but to blow the candle out, right? Well, if you hadn't read that, you want to read that. It doesn't intrigue you. The seven churches of Asia in John's vision. And so he's looking for something, and he's making the churches aware of what's blocking the flow of heaven to earth in them. Just like he's doing to us every day that we get up, if we'll let him, He's not going to make us remember, if I will remain in him, he promises that he'll remain in me. He's not going to make me think like him. I must choose to think like him. And the enemy don't like that, and he's going to push back. But the Lord promised us to empower me over that if I'll make a choice. Just choose. And so because I didn't like the pushback that I was going, I chose not to do it. And it didn't bring the kind of benefits that I was looking for. It brought more pain. My pastor said the reason God shows John in the book of Revelation of the church of Laodicea, he says it was a church that had much. Matter of fact, the church said of themselves, we have need of nothing. We're rich. We're increased with goods. We have need of, that's a dangerous place to be, isn't it? The sin of Sodom wasn't the perversion of Sodom. The sin of Sodom, according to the prophet, was fullness of bread and idleness of heart. If y'all wonder why the spirit of our culture is screaming like it's screaming, everybody deserves fullness of bread and idleness of heart. Have it my way. And the emotions are out of bounds everywhere right now. That's what took Sodom and Gomorrah out, fullness of bread. and It's in the Bible, by the way. And I believe God inspired that. But Laodicea was arrogant enough to just blatantly say it. We're rich. We got all the lights. We got the buildings. We got all the everything we need. We're increased with goods. We don't need anything. And the Lord says, but you're wretched and you're poor, and you're blind. And what you need to do is buy of me gold tried in the fire. That's what you need to do. He said, I would rather you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Pastor Lowe's going to preach a hell and fire brimstone message. No, I'm not. I'm just relaying to my brothers and sisters, if you're hurting, I understand. It's real. Lukewarmness is fatal. 
It's fatal. And it's meant to be, not for evil, but for good. When you get in a mode where you've got all you need and you've got it figured out and your bank account's where it needs to be and your IRAs and your 401ks and, and your stocks or where the, whatever things flowing like you want it, you're in a dangerous place. Now, does God have a problem with that? Not if he can trust you with it because you know it's not yours. It all belongs to him, right? And you just kind of let it flow. Let it flow to Jesus. Why? Because he has your heart. I'm just going to tell you, some of you are going to be highly tested with this in the near days coming ahead. You're going to be tested big time. You want to pass the test sooner than getting sucked into the current of it. So my pastor tells me, he says, son, he even preaches it in a message. He says, wow. He, he, Pull my heart out of me. God used him big time. Thank you, Jesus, for my pastor. I'm not promoting me, by the way. I'm promoting Jesus right now. We need one another is what I'm saying. We need Jesus. And the way he comes to us is our willingness to get connected, fitly joined together. And the, and the evidence that he, he's not in me and that he does not have my heart is when I, uh, I don't like them. Come on, I, just, I, I said that second, third time now. Amen. We need Jesus. I can't tell you how much I need you. I'm talking about every individual in this building. He's eternal for me. That's what I hear him saying, y'all. Now, have, have I got that figured out? No. But guess what? I ain't stopping the race. I'm going to keep running. My pastor said Rome built aqueducts to feed the cities. He said in this particular vein of water that fed several different cities come from two spring heads. One in Colossae, the cold artesian wells of Colossae was one spring head. And then Hariopolis, the hot therapeutic waters of Hariopolis was another spring head. And they took the aqueducts and brought those waters from those two cities because there were cities that were growing that were outgrowing their water supply. And they brought those two spring heads to a central location and fed the waters together into cities. And when those waters came together, they became lukewarm. And John understood what the Lord was trying to show him about the kingdom of God. And how it works. You see, the Lord would rather just make a choice. I'd rather you be cold or hot. But I don't need dead and life merging together. I can raise a dead person. I can raise a dead person. He loved raising the dead. Thank you, Jesus. I was dead. But now I live. But when they blend together, it's nothing more than a religious mask. It's a lie. And next thing you know, you're saying, well, because I'm rich and I'm increased with goods and I have need of nothing, this is God. I am affirmed. The Lord is with me. Anybody ever heard that before? We need to retrack, digress, and find out what validates the Lord is with me. Because most of the people that's justifying the Lord being with them based on wealth and the things of this world, they're not on the mission of Jesus Christ. They may go to church, but they're not on mission with Jesus Christ. And the Lord is telling me, son, I want you to be about my business. My business is not for you to build your name. My business is not for you to think you've got it all figured out and that you're rich and that you have need of nothing. I need you to need me more than anything. I don't need anything to get between me and you. 
in any form or fashion because I'm on mission and I'm asking you to be in my name. And to be in my name, I've got to be first. Your brother and your sister must be second and you must be third, steward of serving my will in them. Offenses are real, aren't they? Talking about lukewarm water. (laughs) If you're offended in the least amount, did you know that the enemy has access to come in like a flood? Did y'all know that? You can be offended just a little bit. I can't believe they did that. You might be married to them. And the enemy, the moment you're offended, the door's open for him to come in like a flood. And he comes in like a flood giving you a Bible study on why you're right and they're wrong. On why they need to straighten up and do right. Or I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do, but right now, if you don't change, I'm probably going to say what I shouldn't, and that's a curse. Hello? You ever said what you shouldn't when you was offended? That's cursing. I didn't say no four-letter word. No, but you said something that the Lord didn't say in relation to what he loved, and the enemy agreed with it and was able to bring curses. Is that true? In our world right now, everybody has offenses. And the Lord says they must come. Did y'all know that? The Lord said, offenses must come. Why? I'm going to finish what I started. Pastor, you just brought that up to where I'm encouraged now. Amen. Get ready. Your Your best days are before you. Take it and make a stepping stone out of it. Make a choice to think on those things which are true, just, honest, pure, and of a good report. There be any virtue in it. Come on, let him have his house. Because the offense, if it's there, the enemy has your ear and you're hearing everything he says and he always comes with the Bible backing him up. And the letter kills. The letter kills. But the Spirit, the Spirit brings life. Amen. So you and I have been given an invitation from heaven to get real with daddy and say, Lord, as you've heard me say one or two times, just wherever you're standing, sitting, wherever you're at, at any given time, pull over on the highway and say, I ain't leaving. I may get a ticket, but I ain't leaving until, Lord, you come into this house here and you take over. I don't know nothing. I ain't got nothing figured out. I've been going through life and getting beat up and I'm wore out and tired and it's on me. Don't even blame the devil. We made the decision. And in the process, we get to know him. So, which thief are you? Now, I would like to believe that I'm fully taking on all of the characteristics and image of my daddy Jesus. Right? Everybody want to agree with that? That's what. But I know there's still some stuff left. And so persistence is number one. That's the first thing. If you're going to be effective in being about your father's business. Number two, transparency. 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 Get honest, because this is the way Jesus said it. Won't you go just get honest with one another and tell one another y'all been doing each other wrong? I said that in my language, but it's the same thing he said in the King James. Why don't you just get honest with one another and just get real and and just tell one another, I hadn't been your brother like I need to be, and, and get transparent. He said, because if you'll do that, he said, now you can pray for one another and you can get healed. You can get delivered. 
you can finally breathe, the dead can come alive. And if I can ever get persistent, and I can only do that in the spirit, I can't do enough Bible studies and get persistent. Somebody needs to hear this today. You can't memorize the Bible and get persistent enough. You can get filled with the Spirit, and then the truth of the letter can encourage you and empower you to be persistent and transparent. But till we become persistent and transparent, we cannot demonstrate the love of God thirdly on the level that our daddy's asking us to demonstrate it. God is love. God is love. And when you look at what he did and the cross he took, man, when you think you finally loving, go back and look at it again. And then if you think you're finally getting it, go back and look at it again. Paul said, I count all things as all his Bible studies. He counted all things as dung that he might win Christ. I determined not to know nothing but Jesus Christ crucified. Woo! Is that true, y'all? Did, did Paul say that? It's interesting that Paul starts out his ministry based on what I've observed he was the chiefest apostle at the beginning of his ministry. Still had some prize. At the end, he was the chiefest sinner. And he finally said, I've run a good race. I fought a good fight. He finally got to a place where wow was happening. And he said, bring it on. <laughs> Did Paul have everything? Yes, he did. But he lived in a prison. He had it all. And he made the choice, I think myself happy. Whatever circumstance you are in, today the Lord tells the one that's got the right attitude, I want to be the right thief. I want to get the right posture today, today. Whether you got a big bank account or not, you're going to be with me in paradise. And paradise, ladies and gentlemen, is in his presence. Paradise is the kingdom of God is within you. And it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. That's paradise. See, heaven come to earth and took us a boat among you and I. If you have him in you, you have it all. Man, the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, true identity, peace, and joy. Is there anything better than that? Have y'all ever been to a five-star restaurant that competed with that? Have you bought anything from anywhere that you thought was, I finally got what I always wanted that competed with that? Have you achieved status? And some of us, we've got some certificates. We've got them hanging on our walls. Has it achieved that? Could we stand? See, when I'm about my father's business, ladies and gentlemen, I know where I am. And I know where my sister is. And anything can happen now. From about my father's business, the evidence of his love that's reigning in me spills out on you. And it won't look at you when you do stupid as being stupid. Have I ever done that before? Well, if you've ever done that, I'll meet you at the altar. We'll both cry together. But let me, let me let you know, he wants our heads looking up for our redemption draws nigh. He wants us to know today is the appointed time. Now is the appointed time. Today is the day of salvation. Today we get to experience heaven coming to earth. And that alone is daddy working his business through us.
How many want to be filled with the presence of the king so that he can have access to his kingdom within you? Amen. Father, thank you for allowing me the privilege of being with your treasure, those you love so much that you drew here today. Your presence facilitated the miracle of them making a choice to come group in this small group setting. And you said wherever two or three would gather, I would be in their midst. And whatever two or three agree on, I would do exactly what they would agree. All he needs is us to give him our hearts. I stop looking for anything else in this world. I now only look for him. Amen. Would you put that to the test for the next few minutes today before you leave? Cast everything before his feet. Every idea, every opinion, every religious thought. Leave it at his feet. And say, Lord, you've got some business you need to do, but start here. Take care of your business in me first. Give me a new heart. I promise you, just like he spoke to the thief on the cross today, Today, today's your day in Jesus' name. God bless you richly. Receive.